Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode. Tonight, we're going to be doing a Matters at Hands and discussing some of the things that go on in the Matters of the Gods campaign and inev inevitably getting sidetracked and talking about something completely and totally off topic from the Matters of the Gods campaign. Tonight, I am joined with John. Yo. Who plays Thrym. And Heather, who has appeared in several one-shots. Uh... The first thing I want to talk about, uh, real quick, is, John, how did, how did Thrym feel about being back in the Underdark? He wasn't a fan at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely did not like it. These last yeah. couple games have not been great for Thrym. <laughs> I mean, with the whole rescue mission and everything, I can't imagine that he's doing fantastic but like at the same time he hasn't had a nyx level breakdown yet no so. depending how that dragon fight went he might have <laughs> he was not a fan of that at all hey he's already killed one dragon right what's yeah. what's two well that was the reason he didn't want to fight that one so there was four of us and he see, saw another one basically take out the entire army. Like, it's like that's great. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, Cax just like throughout the entirety of the Underdark, like just did not want to be there more so than normal. Just like not at all about the Underdark. Like spiders everywhere. Cax is terrified of spiders. Cax does yep. not like spiders <laughs> at all. But like. Everything about the Underdark to him is just terrible. <laughs> I mean, everything about the Underdark is terrible. <laughs> From what I listened to so far, yeah. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I'm glad that we're out of the Underdark for now, personally. Because, like... I, I honestly kind of feel a little bit bad for Matt because like more than anything else, I was just like, get me, get me out of here. <laughs> I don't want to be here because I'm not a huge fan of spiders either personally, but like <laughs> it makes it really easy playing Cax who's terrified of spiders when I'm just like, yeah, I don't really like spiders. So just get me the fuck out. <laughs> you keep describing these crawling spiders that make a basically a, a solid mat on the ceiling and i'm like no <laughs> that sounds terrible <laughs> i don't want to be here oh man so so how's thrym feeling about the whole being outed as a, a follower of veyron too <laughs> yeah that was yeah it was gonna happen at some point you knew well, he wasn't going to be able to keep his mouth shut. Naturally. I thought you already were a follower of Aeron for a while. Uh, I was, but I told Key not to tell anybody. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because Key performed, like, some ceremony or something. Like, bringing Thrym into the church, I guess. Yeah, almost. he just did like this really like great speech and whatnot and i rolled to see 
if Thrym followed, and of course I didn't roll high enough. Naturally. Yep. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cax is ever going to believe in Varen. No. I, I doubt it. Like... After all the time you guys spent together in, like, the fire plane and all that other fun stuff? <laughs> he put he put me in, in the mouth of a snake. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know put about... Yeah, a relationship. <laughs> I don't know about about how anyone else feels about that, but Cax is not a fan of being put inside mouths. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure he had a logical explanation for it. Who, Varen? It was our yeah. only way across the. Uh, it was only our only way across the like endless lakes of lava. See, he had a reason. <laughs> That's still a shit reason to Cax. The thing could have <laughs> et me. Could have et Thrym. Yeah. I'm just kind of rocky. I feel like he wouldn't taste good. I mean, he was definitely dirty up to that point. He hadn't. He'd never taken a bath before. <laughs> I still didn't. I I never got another another time to take a bath when we were in the uh, in the city. I'm just remembering that I never got to take a bath. Damn. Well, I imagine you guys don't have a lot of time to bathe and stuff like that anyway so yeah but we were in a city we had all the time in the world oh it's not like the world's gonna end while i'm bathing <laughs> kind of what kind of poorly poorly written book is that and the world ends while the heroes are taking baths <laughs> it could <laughs> you never know <laughs> good that's a risk cax is willing to take I, I tossed you a bar of soap when we were near the river. Yeah. He he would have bathed, but still it's not it's nothing like a like a nice bathhouse. True. I was uh <laughs> I was re-listening to some of the first or to the first episode that I was in uh as Cax and uh I think Cax has come a long way. Like yeah. <laughs> At first, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, I remember Thrym drove his hand axes in the door, or in the wall, to secure the door yep. with the, uh, the chain that he had, and Cax was like, I know how to fix this, and stuck gold in the <laughs> hole, and was like, now it's someone else's problem. <laughs> but, like, he doesn't do that anymore. I mean, he's still, like doesn't really care about how much he has as long as it he feels like it's a lot but he's not just like tossing it around willy-nilly anymore yeah mainly because there's nothing for him to buy that matters to him anymore yeah i'm still working my way through the episodes the last episode i listened to is the long long settle on the horizon that was the last episode i listened to i'm slowly trying to get through it but Robin's been telling me about your latest episodes as well. What's been going on? So, Long Saddle on the Horizon. Yeah, that was the last one I listened to. I'm on the next episode, so I just haven't gotten very far on it yet. Are you back pre-Cax? No. No. No, you're in there. Which one is? Which one is that? Hold on. I'm pretty. It sure was. It's the one I. It was when Nick had his breaks breakdown which one 
<laughs> um, oh, all seeing guy. Yes, Cutest, yeah. thank you. He fucked with uh, Nyx and like basically gave him a different perspective on things. Basically, you guys turning into uh, I think it was zombies or something, and then he had to kill you guys. Oh, yeah. Race, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's on. Um, everyone had turned into rates, so. She's yep, on the I episode. Yep, yep, yep. I'm reading the description. Yep, where you you get to fight yep. fight the. Uh... That's a good one. Mm. It is. It was a good one. <laughs> I'm reading yeah. some of the episode titles here, and I'm absolutely some of them are loving. Interesting. Like I, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't, like, read a lot of these. Normally they pop up with a Spotify notification and I just start playing them and I don't ever read what the title is. I just go about my daily business. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm loving the one that says, It tastes like gravel and patchouli. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> what the fuck was I tasting? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I like some of your album art sometimes too. Like Nyx's friend the snail. <laughs> there was that album Clover. art and then there was another one. Yeah. Good old Clover. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, we definitely miss Glowbert. Why didn't you guys take him along on the journey? <laughs> um You'd have to you'd have to ask Nyx that. Yeah, no, you actually go. You actually should be at the point uh, right about now where. Oh no! It already happened. Nix yeah. uh, Nix gave up uh, Glowbert and put him in a in a river. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. That's right. That was that was what he did when he was alone, and Cax came and found him. Yeah, I'm at the point right now where Nix is being very very quiet. He's not really talking. He's kind of dealing with PTSD at the moment, <laughs> having his breakdown or something. Yeah, that's uh. That seems to be a weekly occurrence with him. <laughs> Nyx does break down a lot. Yep. Terrific soldier. I mean, what kind of soldier, you know, doesn't have PTSD? Yeah. Especially after escaping the Underdark of all places. That's true. But he had Thrym's help, so... If, if you can call, just man the fuck up already, help. <laughs> 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 hey, it got him out of the Underdark. It's true. So it must have helped to some extent. Yeah, it did something. Some kind of guidance. Blunt guidance. <laughs> I I do wish that some of those episodes were recorded. Cause like I feel like there are definitely some things that I'm that I'm missing out on. Um with not having those episodes, but I mean, yeah. the story, like, has a, like, even from where you guys began uh, recording, uh, there's definitely a, f a very coherent story there already, so. it's Yeah, it's... I kind of wish I got to listen to the beginning of it. I feel like that would have been more interesting, but I, I, I get, and I agree, with the whole fact of, like, where it started, that's kind of a good starting point, too. Yeah. There's definitely uh, a good story and a, and a great like narrative that's happening at the moment. Uh, even though we may be drawing too 
a conclusion soon, TM, uh, it might not be very... What, what, am I, what am I trying to say here? Why am I dumb? Even though we might be drawing or coming to a conclusion soon, uh, it doesn't feel like it's being cut short. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it's not the end on the horizon. Maybe it's like a midway point. <laughs> True. Well, even after it ends, aren't you guys going to do something like, um, like, you know, time, like years later or whatever, like recap kind of stuff? Possibly. I don't think like, it's been discussed. Where are they at now, all. kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, that'd I, be kind of cool. I don't know that it's been discussed up until this. <clears throat> excuse me, up until this point, about That's... what what everybody's doing after the campaign, like what each, or like what we would be off to do. Um, I know Cax has nowhere to go. Really, <laughs> I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's going to go back to Neverwinter. I think Cax has had a lot of adventure, and uh, he's not going to want to, at least in his current mind state, he wouldn't want to go back to a life of living low anymore. Because uh, the reason Cax even had his shop to begin with was to get away from uh, the gang that he was in uh, and kind of hide in Neverwinter. Uh, never, it was It was supposed to be, to him at least like a, a midway point to getting the fuck off the sword coast basically or at least getting somewhere even more populated lay low here for a bit move on uh and then in the process of laying low here for a bit he met juritan and started living uh better but it wasn't uh he never saw it as like a permanent thing either so i, I don't i don't know I thought we were going to open up Cax's Dildo Emporium. Well, that's... <laughs> that's a future endeavor. We can't... Where Where are you going to open up a, a shop with such prestige? Neverwinter. Neverwinter <laughs> yeah. doesn't have uh, the type of high citizens that would enjoy uh, such niceties. Okay, so we'll also open what up... Long Saddle. <laughs> <laughs> or just go on the road with it. We'll also open up a dispensary and then all the citizens will be high. <laughs> Cax's dildo emporium and dispensary. <laughs> for, a, for a night of great times, visit Cax's dildo emporium and, and uh, dispensary. I didn't I like do it. any any voice prep tonight for uh for Cax's voice so we're not getting that treat <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed uh Saturdays that I don't do voice prep or like there's been a couple times recently where I haven't done any like voice or vocal cord warm-ups or anything uh and later that night my voice just feels absolutely shot and like not even gonna do that tonight <laughs> not putting myself through it tomorrow it's it, it's so far from like my normal voice range to do cax that I'm <laughs> I kind of regret choosing that high pitched of a voice uh, and have been sticking with it for so long because it's funny. 
<laughs> like, I, I at any point could have stopped and chosen something that wasn't as hard on my throat. But I was like, at this point, I'm like, I gotta stick to it, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's, you're kind of just... <laughs> it's too late. I'm doing irreparable damage. Nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. More than likely. And if I'm not, oh well. <laughs> How did Xander lose the ability to speak? <laughs> Welcome to Cax's Dildo Emporium. <laughs> oh, I see. So that's how it happened. Uh, dude, that would be a hell of a way to lose your voice, though. Yeah. <laughs> Recording Cax's Dildo Emporium uh, commercials. I don't know how much of this can be used so far, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, that's what I love about Matters of the Gods. Or Matters at Hand, rather. It's just like, yeah, good luck, Robin. <laughs> I wish you the best editing this shit. He basically just leaves everything in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's really bad. Yeah, there have been a few that... Yeah. Honestly, of course, he's edited worse. Yeah. But of course, it, it comes with the territory that you have to reference uh, that shit gets cut during a matters at hand. Like, at this point, it's it's par for the course. Like, if you miss that, you're missing out on, on entire, like, strings of content. You have to reference that. <laughs> so, what what do you think Thrym's going to do after uh, after it's all said and done? Assuming we make it out of this alive, and Nyx yeah. doesn't murder us all. I don't think Nyx will murder us all. Oh. Stranger things have happened. Maybe just you and Key. Yeah, probably. I don't know, Thrym's probably just gonna end up sticking with Nyx at this point. Oh. They gonna be best friends forever? Yeah, well, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's kind of... Nyx is, like his best like you guys are his only friends like well Bjorn <laughs> Bjorn's more like a father figure yeah he's got like you guys and Rungle and that's about it oh don't worry I'll take care of Rungle but Rungle's a cool dude he's gonna be a lot cooler when he's dead you should just you and him could go into business together no why not? Cax mm, and Rungle. Nope. Be perfect. You could sell nope. information. He could sell his potions and whatnot. Mm, nope. All I'm hearing, all I'm hearing is you're considering it. Not in the least. Our, Dude, our, Cax, Cax doesn't like other kobolds. That's fine. Rungle's, Rungle's different. It'll be all right. I genuinely think that Thrym likes Cax and Rungle purely because he thinks of them as pets. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that they're small and pet-like, Thrym would not give two shits about either one of them. But he's like, oh, look at them. They can get so angry sometimes. <laughs> it's adorable. Rungle and Thrym go back a long time, too. Oh, do they? Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Like, he's he's helped... Rungle's helped Thrym out quite a bit. 
that was one of the things, like, when they were in the Underdark, Rungle was, like... Rungle helped, like, help hide Thrym when, uh... The Drow were looking for him. How the shop... fuck do you hide Thrym? Got his shop burned down because of it. Like, uh, he had, like, this place out back he was I was able to like hide in uh, that makes more sense so I can't no. remember how exactly how small is Axe uh, to Thrym he's about parrot size <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think I think he's somewhere right around like three feet tall Oh, he's not even stupid. a legal midget. No, he's he tiny. <laughs> he's I'm an illegal midget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about it, he is. He, break, he breaks a lot of laws, including murder. Mm. Uh, let's see here. I have it written down. Oh, yeah. Two foot eight. Wow. Cax is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> like... I fit in most overhead storage compartments. <laughs> but there's a lot of fucking power in that two foot eight cobalt. I, th I was doing the math the other day and um, like basically breaking down how much damage I can do in a, in like a single. Oh, excuse me. In, like, a single round of combat compared to, like, what other people have been rolling. And I was like, I get way closer to my max damage than anyone else does. <laughs> it's... But, like, my max damage isn't that high comparatively to everyone else. Like, I think my maximum damage output was, like, maybe double what I normally roll for damage so like I'm not super far away most of the time but I also can't do that much more damage even if I roll extremely well I was just thinking about that the other day and I don't know what brought me to that uh, to that like thought line that chain of thought but I looked into it and uh, I was kind of impressed by how much damage I regularly do but at the same time, I was like, I just, <laughs> I'm not like nuking anyone on, <laughs> like, on the enemy's side. But I'll fuck them up pretty good. Yeah. Still, fucking Matt, using oh. his legendary dragon things to <laughs> make it so the guy just say, yeah, he's gonna choose not to be poisoned. Like, God damn it, Matt. <laughs> Dude, that's a. I mean, that's a, a pretty common thing for legendary creatures. Yeah, I know. But basically saying, fuck your save, I win. Yeah. Like, you didn't You're do it on DM. Bane. Frightened. Yeah, I know, I've done stuff like that. Actually, I don't think I've... No, I haven't gotten to a point where the party would have too much with legendary resistance against them. Oh, you haven't hit the fun stuff yet. The stuff that makes your players go, why? Why are we playing tonight? <laughs> Those are the fun nights, as a DM. 
Yeah. I do like throwing like so if it's like it's like one of the table it was a party of six. So I threw four they're fifth level, so I threw four sixth level adventurers at them. Oh god. <laughs> they ended up they ended up beating them. They took they took some damage. Cause they uh god. they had a cleric the other people had a cleric, so <laughs> He just kept healing people. <laughs> they were getting so mad. How like dare that... you heal yourself? <laughs> At one point, they had uh, two of the people knocked unconscious, and the cleric in the cleric's turn comes around, and he just does prayer prayer of healing. So everybody gets back up. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, and then this guy's going to pop a health potion on top of that. How do you wipe a team with a cleric? Like, I've thought about that as a DM, because in both of the campaigns that I've run, um, I've had, like, a party member that's a cleric. I genuinely don't know how to wipe a party with a cleric. At all. Because they're so fucking strong. It's true. Like, if you play a cleric right... No one should ever die. Yeah. There's, there are some instances where you might see someone unconscious and making a death saving throw, but that dude will not die. <laughs> Tiamat yep. will be stomping on him, and he'll be like, I'm fine. Just pick me back up. Like, it, it's nutty. Yeah, the, the way to take out team with a cleric is to kill the cleric. <laughs> yeah, you have to one-shot the cleric. Yep. Yeah, but... cleric doesn't really have a lot of combat, does it? It's mostly just for healing. Depends no, cleric... how Clerics oh. can deal a shitload of damage and yep. then negate a shitload of damage. Like, they can be tanky as fuck, deal damage, and also heal their allies. Yeah. Okay. And with, like, spells like, um, spirit, spirit guardians, like, holy fuck. Spirit Guardians is just insane. Or Spiritual Weapon, even. Spiritual Weapon. Like. Spiritual Weapon is basically all you need for damage on a Cleric. Because it does yeah. insane amount of damage. For being, like, what, a level 1 spell? Yeah, and it's a bonus action, if I remember right. Yeah. Granted, it eats up your bonus action. But I don't even think you need... Although I could be wrong... Um, I don't think you need to use your bonus action to get it to attack. No. Uh, it's just to move it. Huh. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It says there's a bonus action on your turn. You can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack. So, I, I mean, the way I... Reading it that that way, the way I play it is, if you don't move it, but you do attack with it, it's still going to take your bonus action. Because that just makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> but still, like, you still have your action to cast Prayer of Healing. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a D8 plus your spellcasting modifier. Yeah, which is going to hurt like a bitch. Yeah, and if you cast it at... It's a second level spell, so if you cast it at third level or higher, you add a D8 for every two slots above the second 
So. Yeah, I don't see a, a point in casting it at anything except for second, to be honest. Like, sure, you're going to deal more damage if you cast it at a fourth. Yeah. But a fourth level spell for yeah, healing is going to... way better. Yeah. Like, 99% of the time. Yeah, and then, then Spirit Guardians is like a... Uh, yeah. A 15-foot circle around you is just a bunch of... Basically a fucking saw blade all around you like creature takes three on a failed save the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage or if they're evil uh, uh if you're good if you're evil it's necrotic damage and they still take half they still take half damage if they if they fail like 3d8 it's nothing to laugh about especially when it's just passive damage yeah like what are you gonna do and it's concentration for up to 10 minutes. Like, that's fucking insane. I love concentration spells. Ethan apparently does not. <laughs> but I absolutely love them. Purely because, like, it adds such a fun dynamic to it. Where it's like, you have to keep track of what's up and why it's up. And, how, like, this is... The, and they're usually really fucking strong spells. Mm -hmm. that are concentration so like the ability to not double up on super fucking powerful aoe spells yeah like yeah it checks out but it i i like it because it adds that little that little bit of uh strategy to spell casters like an extra yep. layer of strategy to it i still won't play a pure caster because it, it's I'm too dumb to play a pure caster. Yeah, it's, <laughs> is what it boils down to. Like I might do a sorcerer at one point, but like wizard, no fucking way. Yeah, I I don't I don't think that way. I'd love to be able to to run a wizard, but like I <laughs> I don't think that I can like get on that that mindset every single time i go to play you know yeah. be thinking about everything planning ahead on every every account you know i like concentration spells as well yeah i think they're i think they're pretty cool they are and there's so many different kinds that are really, really cool you do different damage and um, yeah. perspectives i guess I saw someone had made a homebrew spell on one mm -hmm. of the uh, Facebook pages I'm in, and mm -hmm. they posted it. And basically, I believe it was a first level spell slot. It was concentration up for ten, up to ten minutes, and it was a first level spell slot. And it said, while you while you have this spell up, you can you it opens your mind, and you can you can have two concentration spells at the same time. And I was like. I commented on it. I was like, "You do realize you're not get, you're just wasting a first level spell slot because you're concentrating on this spell because it's a concentration spell, and then you have the ability to do one more concentration spell, which you could have done anyway." Yeah, that's a really good point. 
Uh, the guy, the guy never, never said anything back, but he did delete the post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely ruining some dude's day. <laughs> like everybody so, else in the comments were saying how overpowered that was, and I'm like, you're not even doing anything. Yeah, you're literally doing nothing. You're literally just burning a first level spell slot <laughs> for nothing. You're like even casting prestidigitation as a leveled spell would do something, <laughs> the exact same thing that a regular prestidigitation would do, but like that does literally nothing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I have a a buddy of mine, and I'm gonna pull it up here. I have a buddy of mine that. Uh... <clears throat> that does uh, write his own spells every once in a while. And I want I have one here that I would like to read out because I love it because it's busted as fuck. Um, so it reads as follows. A streak of dark blue flame launches from your hand, shrieking like white-hot metal on ice as it flies to a point you choose within range and bursting into a skull-shaped ball of black and blue flame. Each creature in a 20-foot radius centered on where you choose must make a dexterity saving throw. A streak of dark blue flame launches from your hand... Oh, wait. Why the fuck is it doubled up? God damn it, dude! <laughs> anyway, uh, must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes six or four d6 cold or fire damage, caster's choice, and a non-undead creature takes an additional four d10 necrotic damage, or half as much on a successful save. So you're dealing to to most creatures, you are dealing four d6 cold or fire, and then an additional four d10 necrotic. What level is that? This is this is a fireball replacement. This is a level three spell. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so his thought when he wrote this at first, and I told him this was busted, and he was like, no, because it's conditional. And I was like, yeah, but I also get to choose whether or not it's a fireball or an ice ball, as well as I'm not going to cast that on undead. <laughs> like... You're out of your mind, but Fireball is 8d6, is his thought. <clears throat> However, uh, you can't cast it at, like, four, you can cast it above third level, but you only get 1d10 more necrotic damage. So your base damage of the fire, and, or the fire cold still hits at 4d6. That was his thought to it. Was like, it's a fireball replacement. I'm still throwing eight dice. And I was like, no, you're out of your mind. Because, like, the damage output there is literally, like, 30% higher. It's insane. I have abused that spell so many times. I'd imagine. It was the best thing in the world. And I will continue to abuse that spell in any campaign he runs. <laughs> because it's just so good. 
See, this is this is one that I picked for Ellie. Well, Eli, now Ellie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a level seven seven spell, but it's a bonus action to cast, and it's called Draconic Transformation. Basically, you get dragon wings and get sixty feet of flying. Uh, you get thirty feet of blind sight. <laughs> when you when you cast this spell as a bonus action on subsequent turns, it's a concentration for up to a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as a bonus action on subsequent turns for the duration, you ex exhale shimmering energy in a sixty foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw or take 68 force damage on a failed save or half as much as on a successful one. That's your bonus action. That's insane. <laughs> like, That's read that. That's fucking insane. Like, and it's a 60-foot fucking cone. Like, Yeah, it's fucking insane. That's impressive. Like, oh yeah, I'm taking that. Spells get wild at high level. Like, there's nothing you can do after a certain point with spells. Or nothing you can't do, rather, at a certain point with spells. But, like, the, the reason I went and let you guys take such high-level characters for Tomb, or, uh, Tomb of Horrors is because I genuinely don't think it matters what level you are, what spells you have, and what abilities you have. I still think you're all gonna die. It's it's quite likely. Oh yeah, no, I already assumed that. At least we're not jumping off of a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> off of a teeter totter. Uh, off of teeter totter into clearly oh. lava. Oh my god, I. I was over the moon. So like like I said, that was nerfed. Like that's not how that's supposed to go. In fact, half of you would have just died instantly um, based on how you guys walked in as quickly as you did. Like, I needed to get all of you in the room in order to make the pendulum effect even be able to fucking function the way I wanted it to to begin with. And then I was like, fuck, now I have to nerf it even further because, like, otherwise not everybody's going to be in the room, which means that if they wanted to try to pendulum it, like... Or not pendulum it, but teeter-totter it to where, like, they're getting people back up. Like, they're gonna fucking... They're not gonna be able to because not enough people are in the room. And so it's like, fuck it. We'll run it this way. And, like... We still had someone die. And not through the way that I expected. <laughs> Just literally jumps face first into lava. Well, I mean, he was waiting for a chance to just kill himself off anyway, because he just didn't want to play anymore. He was being petty. Just a little bit. Well, you know. That shit happens. It was kind of funny. It, it was, was pretty funny. Especially <laughs> in the character sheet where it, <laughs> where it said you're a fucking clown. <laughs> Robin told me about that. It was you really were funny. with us that night. <laughs> <laughs> and well you know i wasn't expecting like he was like he's like i'll write it and i was like okay cool <laughs> and <laughs> i ended up opening up the character sheet afterwards and i was like this is great <laughs> oh yeah he showed me and i was like yes <laughs> that's awesome 
I mean, I'm happy with the characters we got. I really yeah. am. It's going to be a shame when you all die inevitably. But, <clears throat> you know. But it's supposed to be a one-shot, like... Well, you will all be one-shot. Yeah. Well, technically at this point, it's three shots. Well, I don't think any, er, many people shot. have taken... I don't think many people have taken damage. So there's still a chance for you all to get one shot. Are we going to see a return of Eli in future one-shots? If if we're allowed to have a high enough level character. No, I want to see a level one Eli. I mean, especially... His build for Druid is just really nice. Yeah. I'm, curr I'm currently playing him in another... <laughs> Tomb of Annihilation's game, which is kind of... Jesus. Kind of funny. Have you surpassed us yet? No. We're just starting. But he did well, let us start at level 13. Hey, there you go. <laughs> He's just been, like, making the battles, like, harder and whatnot, which... Well, was it last game? No, it was the game before last game. He threw, uh... We went to this town and he threw like 50, I think he said it was 49 goblins in the town that we were going to end up attacking. So he's just like got these dice and stuff all over this map. So what do I do? I take on my draconic transformation and merc the entire town in two turns. This is fuck. <laughs> he's like... And we, this was the second game we had played, and he was like, I forgot you could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's one of, like, the, the best and worst feelings as a DM is when you're like, okay, this will be, this is just a swarm tactic. And you're like, yeah, but imagine if your swarm was just dead. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> My God. Damn it! You're just sitting there. You're like, yeah, I'm. I'm imagining it as you're cleaning up all your tokens. <laughs> Man, what a world we would live in! <laughs> no, I miss in-person D and D sessions. Um, they are fun. Yeah, I miss painting minis. Like, I used to put a lot of time into painting minis. Um, <clears throat> I don't have any paints anymore, though. All my paints went bad. I just don't have the fucking patience. It's really easy, though, because then when you find a mistake, you're like, meh, oh well. And then you just paint over it. <laughs> it's so nice. And then it adds layers and textures that you wouldn't be able to do if you didn't fuck it up, which makes you feel good. Because you're like, ah, it's not, a, it's not a mistake. Thanks, Bob Ross. It's a happy accident. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you should see some of the shit Joe's painted. Like, holy fuck. Well, I, I saw what he fucking draws. Yeah, I see what it draws, too. He's really good. He has, Insane. He plays... I forget the name of it. Um, It's the one where you get, like, all these, like, tanks and random other stuff. And Warhammer 40k. Warhammer... Yeah, that one. And he was showing me some of his minis this one time, and, like, he had this mini that had 
like a pinup the size of like I don't know maybe an inch tall and like it was a full pinup I'm like how the fuck do you even do that very carefully very carefully yeah there are like genuinely brushes uh in in like miniature painting where they are maybe maybe like 20 like 20 or less bristles on the brush yep i know someone that actually <laughs> funny enough will pluck a hair and then using like a pair of scissors cut it at an angle to get the finest fucking brush he can like paint stroke he can for like very minute detail and i'm like i can't even see what you did and he's like yeah but it'll make a difference like, no it won't <laughs> like you've literally just pulled a hair out of your head what are you doing it makes me feel better because i know it's there <laughs> oh dude i got i uh because i started as i started rolling like trash mm -hmm. with my uh, set of dice because i've been using them for everything so yeah, i was you like you're doing that yeah so i got a pair of di a set of dice just for eli is it gonna take forever it takes forever for your camera to load up on discord uh, this is nothing new to us might be new that actually looks sick as shit yeah. It's like really cool. black with with gold in it. It's fire. Oh well, you know. That's awesome. Because he's a wildfire druid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was like, I need fire dice. That checks out. No, I uh, I made the mistake of using my nice metal dice for uh. Fuck, who was it? Was it Thidius the last time we played uh, a one shot with Robin? And now Cax just doesn't have the same, uh, like, amazing fucking roles he has anymore. Yeah. Like, like, they, like, they imprinted on Thidius. I was like, like no, those were Cax's dice. <laughs> I did okay in, com I, in combat, but, like, once, like, I was trying to roll for, like, survival and all that other shit, and I'm, like, rolling single digits almost, I'm like, fucking Christ. <laughs> I haven't chipped yep. out D20s at one point. I was like, looks like we're going to plastic. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Not paper. Paper dice. It was, a, it was a bag joke. Like at a grocery store, paper yeah. and plastic. Yeah. Have we all make... worked at a grocery store? I have. I have. I have. Okay. <laughs> I was just like I don't know why that crossed my mind but I was like I don't I don't think I know anybody that hasn't worked at a grocery store at least like in their life I worked at Market Basket I worked at Fred Meyer back on the west coast which I, guess say, I don't know that place. <laughs> I guess it's not technically a grocery store, but it was really big with grocery. Like it was, 
it was a like a fucking store with grocery in it, and grocery took up most of the storefront. So, I'm claiming it as a grocery store. Yeah. I worked at Hannaford twice. <laughs> they made the mistake of rehiring you. Yep. Well, I'm sure they won't make that mistake again. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, weirdly, I was the only one that didn't get fired. Yeah, they they probably regretted the decision to not fire you. I quit. They were like, yeah, yeah we're not going to fire you. I was like, cool, I quit. <laughs> this looks better on my resume. That's <laughs> what I've done with every job I've had. If they threaten to fire me, it's like, okay, I quit. I mean, I mean, getting fired when when we when I would have been fired wouldn't have been a bad thing because unemployment was insane at that time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hooray! Now I can't file. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I mean, legally, you can. You can quit if you're going to be fired, and I can't think of a single fucking reason an employer wouldn't allow you to quit and would follow through with the paperwork uh purely because like first of all now they don't have to play or have to pay into the unemployment and secondly like now they don't have to file the fucking paperwork yeah. like there's usually an ungodly amount of paperwork that you have to file at most jobs like if you want to terminate somebody just to avoid like wrongful termination shit but like Every job I've ever left was on my own accord. Yep. I've never been threatened to be fired. Well, that's not true. I've never been threatened to be fired and then gotten fired. I've straight up left a job before. Like, you know what? Fuck you, I'm out. And walked out. Never came back. But I've never been like well we're gonna have to let you go and i'm like nah, fuck off i'm out so. <laughs> i had one job where i technically got fired but it was kind of bullshit it was a pizza place i was working at i was there for two weeks barely got trained and then i showed up one day and he's like yeah we replaced you you can go home and it's like oh okay <laughs> this bullshit so it's ridiculous yeah, I'm not sure that's getting fired. That's more like just never really being hired at that point. That's honestly what I felt like. It's like... <laughs> it was ridiculous. How do they replace somebody they literally just hired? <laughs> I don't know. It was ridiculous. It's just all I know is that I was training for two weeks and... Then I showed up and my replacement was getting trained on the register already and I'm like, oh! He's like, yeah, you can go home. We're letting you go. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, I was pretty pissed at that. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Man, your pissed and my pissed sound very different. <laughs> yep. Oh, I was more mad then because it was the dead of summer and it was and I had walked all the way to work. So, 
wasn't very fun. Now I kind of look at it like I laugh a little bit. Of course, funnily enough, uh, <laughs> they went out of business, so <laughs> I guess. That's what you get. Don't fucking fire Heather. You'll go out of business. This is your warning. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and weirdly, that place burnt down three weeks later. Huh. Who knew? <laughs> it was cobblestone? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a pizza place, so it would have been Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Did you know that place is under investigation? Yeah. What a surprise. Me and Robin, we went for a walk, like, a few weeks ago, and we walked by there, and there was a sign posted saying, do not enter under investigation. It's like, oh, so this wasn't an accident? What a surprise. An old-ass building burns down. Like, Kind of sucks, I... though, because uh, the hospital was always, like, Domino's was, like, keeping the hospital in business, basically couldn't tell you how many times I would see a Domino's going to the hospital every single like time I worked. It was crazy. Are you sure that the hospital wasn't keeping Domino's in business? Because I don't think the American healthcare system is going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. You never know. It might be a trade-off. Well, Domino's is opening back up soon. Forget where. Yeah, I, I heard about where they're opening it, and, not, and I don't really want to dox myself. But, I did hear but about like, that, but I wasn't sure where they were going. It, uh, I saw something um, that I can forward over to you. Yeah, I like looked at it and I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where it's going on that road, but um, like I'm interested to see that. See where it goes for sure. I ran I'm trying out to think of water. where it could go. I can't really think of like. I think it's going over near where Panera is. There's a spot over there. That's what I was thinking. Because I feel like there that place is full. I was thinking honestly, like Hannaford Plaza, maybe because I know there's a bunch of empty building, like lot things over there, so. I feel like that would make more sense. Panera, I don't know. Eventually. Give me two seconds. I'm going to go fill up my water bottle real quick. Okay. One, two. <laughs> oh, your two seconds are up. <laughs> we should both just leave the chat while he's gone. <laughs> I'll come back and be like, the fuck? <laughs> Do you think that bar cobblestone will open back up, or no? Not likely. That entire building's getting torn down. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling. I just, I remember that bar being very, very popular. Yeah, it oh. was. He also... I'm pretty sure the guy owns two other bars, too, so... Oh, then he'll be fine. Not getting torn down is already torn down. Well, yes, but... Like... Yeah, I, I went by there the other day and went, oh shit, that entire fucking building is gone. Is it? Yeah. I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't been in, into that part of in a while. Weird, I just went to work on well, Thursday no, and I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I wonder what they're going to put there. 
You know what would go perfect right there? Another bar. <laughs> Cax is still doing for him. <laughs> no, Cax is the the uh suppository or whatever. <laughs> yes. Not dispensary. <laughs> Sorry, I'm but tired. suppository. <laughs> Cax's dildo emporium and suppository. Um. So since we said we're, Sorry, uh, I'm tired. Uh, I've been up way too long. <laughs> no worries. Since we already said uh, what town it's in, uh, it's going on. Is what there is what the report says. Where the hell is that? Over near Panera. Oh, that is near Panera. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I have... I have no idea where, on, but somewhere, Yeah, apparently. I don't know either. Yeah, Robin's probably gonna have to cut this whole section out anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, either will or he won't. Those are literally the two options. True. I mean, I did just go, well, we're doxxed, and then immediately <laughs> proceeded to continue it, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's good, looking like it's going over there. Um, who fucking knows, but, you know. I just, I just don't see where it could go over there. But that's what the report says, so that's what we believe in. Back to D&D talk. Uh, yeah. What do we want to talk about? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The last few sessions to me are a blur. Um, I barely know what's going on until the recaps. Just because so much has been happening. Like, I don't remember exactly where we were in any, in any of the story. I know what we are doing right now. Um... Which, surprise, surprise, Cax isn't a fan of. <laughs> um, but like, I can't think of what what the last thing we talked about in the in matters at hand was. Um, I feel like we talked about. Well, let's look. Spotify. And of course, if you were listening to this podcast, you already know that it's on Spotify. As you're listening to it right now. Uh, conditionally banished. Uh, search for Bjorn. Bloodletting. Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. Oh, so the last one was the one Matt... Uh, nope. Yeah, it was the one Matt was on. Yeah, so... Uh, actually, it was this time two months ago. Basically, we've done uh, multiple one-shots at this point. And, well, we did Robin's one-shot. Uh, we finished off Conditionally Banished, which was an interesting one. I was a yeah. fan of Conditionally Banished. I liked it. Um, it was unique. It was very unique. Until Smoke but blew I was... himself up. <laughs> I was a fan of that. Um, and then we did... Uh, we already talked about Bjorn a little bit. Uh, 
bloodletting, Tomb of Horrors, back to Bjorn. Yeah, weird. Like, we're, I think we're we must be approaching the end of the campaign at this point. Yeah, right? like we I'm got guessing. Bjorn back. Um, fucking Varen is super strong at this point. We just need to get the the world-ending doomsday device in his hands for some reason, even though he promises not to be a corrupt person, but who <laughs> a corrupt person would ever tell you that they are corrupt before they have their weapon of mass destruction. I do want to give huge props to Ethan for playing a blind follower as well <laughs> as he is. Because yeah. he's fucking nailing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking rat. Yeah, just blind faith. And he's doing it perfectly. Like, there's definitely times where I'm like, I don't know if he would be this dumb, but, like, he might be. <laughs> well, I mean, right now is because, yeah, because Cax's intelligence is, intelligence is 10 now because of the necklace. So his intelligence is just one more than yours. Yeah. But I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, he, like, and we, I think we talked about it either post session or during a matters of the gods or matters at hand, rather. And, uh, like, I think, no, it wasn't a matters at hand. It was a, it was just a post session talk, uh, where he was like, so is Key just like blindly following Varen the same way that he did Loth? And he was like, yep, absolutely. He's like, and he doesn't see any irony in the in that, and he goes, "Nope, absolutely not." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, he's a paladin. That's what paladins are supposed to do. Yeah, but what about like oathbreakers? Like, I think that Key could have been a super sick oathbreaker. Yeah, going from Loth to Varen, but I do like the blind loyalty spin as well I like how he's pulling that off even if it does make him turn on Thrym I'm okay with it, I'll allow it lies lies to me and tells everybody I'm following Feyre <laughs> Thrym will get over it maybe not if he finds out but oh well he he told everybody I was following they were in front of in front of me. <laughs> he just did I just don't know that he's snitched on us to there. The bastard. Yeah. That's true. God, that's going to be Well, in that like Robin did bring up a good point uh, at the end of that session which is like uh Nick's already told Varen like yeah. he doesn't trust him. And when it's over, he probably won't follow him. Yep. Like, it's it's a means to an end for Nyx, following Varen. Which checks out. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to follow a god after the, the shit that Nyx has been through. <laughs> but... I don't know. I, I feel like... I feel like Cax just has this general distrust for Varen. 
and I'm gonna feel like he's gonna feel so. I personally am gonna feel so fucking like vindicated, if and and justified in my in my decision, if he turns out to be a prick and like tries to fuck us over. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna love it so much. I'm gonna rub it in Key's face, and then we're gonna have to kill Key. Dude, how fucked would it be is the way this ends, we, like, do what we have to do with Loth, and then Varen kills us. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. It'd just be... I'd be so mad. Like... I I don't think... That... I don't think Varen's as good as uh, he claims he is. I really don't think so. Probably not. But... I also think it's, like kind of a cliche to have the the person that that claims to be good turns out to be evil like yeah that that's a that's a pretty common cliche i'm for it though mm. <laughs> i don't care if it's cliche or not i want to see it happen i want to feel justified in my distrust for Varen. it's not it's not even Varen. it's just been lost the entire time that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, it's not... I don't... It, like, what if it's... There's theory crafting here. What if it's not actually Loth versus Varen? It's literally just a division in the... Like, it's Loth and Varen together are trying to form a stronger Underdark by weeding out the people that don't have faith in her... To, like, kill them off to take over the surface. Yep. Like, once and for all. Let's weed out the weak ones. Get them to stand up against me. Kill them off. And say, alright, now we have the weapon that we need. And blast them all to hell and back. You know yeah, what I mean? That's basically what this weapon did last time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're just gonna hand-deliver this world-destroying weapon to a god that couldn't even stand up straight four weeks ago. And he he claims that Lol sent him to the fire plane, but it could have been somebody else entirely. I also do love what Key did in the fucking shack. Here, let me just <laughs> casually release this demon. <laughs> Later on, lady. <laughs> like, there's no way that that doesn't come to bite us in the ass. Oh, God, absolutely no way. <laughs> Dude, if, if that turns out to be some red herring, and literally nothing comes of that, I'm going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> It's like, yep, that was just a, a random a random thing that'll have zero impact on on anything in the world. I'm like, why though? We could have just found out that some small village was absolutely destroyed and all was found as human confetti. Or dude, even worse, that was Loth. Oh, even I don't know what you mean. Worse, that's better. <laughs> oh yeah, but like, so they had Vera trapped in the fire plane. They had her trapped in that little 
<laughs> thing there. <laughs> we freed them both. Hell on earth. Hell on earth. <laughs> oh. I'm loving that idea now a lot. I'm going to start a petition uh, to get that written in as canon. Uh, you can you can check Twitter right now. Number one trending is Lolf the Hag. <laughs> Hashtag Lolf the Hag. <laughs> wow, we blew up quick. <laughs> yeah, dude, during the recording. Like, people haven't even heard it yet, and it's already number one on Twitter. They're, they're loving it. got all these people arguing about it and have no idea what they're talking about at all isn't that 90 percent of arguments on the internet yeah exactly <laughs> ah you see now i understand the joke <laughs> Dude, uh, I... I oh man i've uh i'm gonna be honest with you i'm really fucking tired I've been playing the fuck out of uh, a game this weekend. Uh, that yeah. was in beta. Oh my god, it was so good though. Such a fucking fun game. It's a uh, turbo golf or turbo golf racing. It doesn't sound fun, but I tell you, if you're not into cars that are rocket powered, slamming into golf balls, you are not gonna have a good time. Yep. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> I've gotten like fucking maybe, maybe three hours of sleep last night and then like four hours maybe the night before. It'd be right. I woke up way too early this morning. I woke up at fucking 7.30. I had to do couple house chores and stuff like that and then i spent the day at manlaw's house because audrey had a play date oh it's just been a very very exhausting day <laughs> it was fun though yeah i uh i think i went to bed last night at like 6 a.m this morning <laughs> well i haven't done that in forever i used to do that all the time and i can't do that anymore Audrey makes it a habit to come in our room at like 8 o'clock in the morning to want breakfast, so. And this is why you don't have crotch goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Factual. It's funny though, Factual. she doesn't bother me, she bothers Robin. She goes to him first, and usually he's the last one to fall asleep. So I find that kind of funny. Get <laughs> fucked, Robin. <laughs> he stays up later than I do, but yet she always goes to him first. <laughs> Get absolutely fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's even better. Bethany pushes him out of the bed at night. She wraps herself around him like a fucking vine. Pushes him on the edge of the bed. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. This is just putting off me having children until 
Never. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't planning on it anyway, but now I'm really not planning on it. <laughs> it's it's funny. John negatives. was going to have zero kids, and now he's going to have to kill a couple kids to make sure there's even less. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> no, kids are great. I I love kids. I only love my own kids, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like and, I'd be that parent too. Where like I don't, like I don't dislike children, but like I don't, I don't want to have my own kid, right? But children just fucking flock to me. Like my nephew, for the longest time, like never wanted to be with his mom or dad. Wanted to be by my side, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to be around you. You weird fucking three year old, get out of here. But like, well, I mean, it's like Audrey. She's yeah. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, I came around to it because I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, this kid could have much worse role models, I'm sure. <laughs> and now he wants nothing to do with me, and I'm like, hooray! <laughs> like, <laughs> this is perfect. But now I've got <laughs> yours and Robin's crotch goblin. <laughs> that, like, it's like Xander. <laughs> Xander. <laughs> This is this is the kitchen, and I'm like, I I can see that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I I appreciate I that. She's all over you. She's always asking about you too. When's Xander coming over? When are we gonna see Xander again? I don't know. Soon. <laughs> Eventually, potentially. It's kind of funny. Uh. Yeah, I I don't think I'll ever have kids myself. If I do, cool. If I don't, even better. Because then I don't have to fucking ha worry about raising kids. Um, <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I... All of my friends with kids, I'm like, good on you for continuing the human genome. Uh, have an extra one if you want to. That way I don't feel pressured to have some. Because I know I sure as fuck like don't want to raise a kid in this economy god my thoughts and prayers are with you guys yeah it's only downfall everything economy so is so fucked it is it's ridiculous i was actually just talking to my future sister-in-law today we were talking about how groceries and gas prices are just ridiculous right now Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gas is coming down. Um, it's so, slowly as as coming I've down, seen. but it's still up there. I mean, yeah, it's nothing compared to what I was seeing um, in 2008 on the West Coast. But like, that's not a good basis. <laughs> that's not a good comparison. Like, I don't want to see those prices. That being said, I'm also not spending like sixty dollars to refuel. Uh, like three quarter of, or like three quarters tank anymore. I'm spending like fifty five, which is better. <laughs> yeah, I have to fucking buy premium for my stupid ass car. Gotta love it. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better mileage though. Yeah. Um, not really. Not when you drive it like I do. That's fair. <laughs> I I just recently uh, 
discovered that I can turn off traction control and spin tire uh, leaving my work. And so I've been doing that. Fair enough. Which is really going to cause me drivetrain problems, but luckily I have a warranty on the car. <laughs> uh, but what it's really going to do is eat up tires. Yep. But luckily, I'm still running my winter tires with no studs. So, that's okay. Because I was going to get those replaced anyway. For uh, all seasons or uh, summer tires. So. Mm. Dude. What's up? So I've been reading about more into this, but... So, apparently, uh, Wizards of the Coast, mm -hmm. they're releasing three books at some point in the, like, the next year. Mm-hmm. And they're all space adventures. Uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? What? Well, to me, that sounds like Cax Dildo Emporium is going to have alien penises now. Oh, yeah, definitely. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, these... I'm looking at, like, one of the covers of this book, and apparently there's going to be space dragons. How the fuck is a space dragon? I don't know. How the fuck does it fly? I need I need an explanation, and I need it fast. How the fuck does a space dragon fly? It's a good question. If we don't get a dragon wearing a astronaut helmet... With a little jetpack, I'm gonna fucking riot. <laughs> That's how I'm picturing a space dragon flying around. Is he's got a big old astronaut helmet for its for its dome, and it's got a little jetpack strapped to the wings. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, how else would it would it would a space dragon work? Logically, I mean, come on. There's there's only one way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it now. There's like a 0% chance I get my wish, right? Probably. Damn it. Yeah, from the looks of this cover, there's a dude riding on the dragon and he doesn't have a space helmet either. What? How's he going to breathe in space? Maybe it's a spell. I don't know. Spell of vacuum breathing? Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah, fair enough. When you hook up a Dyson to your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at my own fucking jokes. I'm so lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do for a game for tomorrow. That's gonna be interesting. Because I have nothing prepared. Hooray! Jesus Christ. I had yeah. some. I had a game ready, but because one of the players isn't gonna, isn't gonna be able to make it, I can't do that game. Sure you can. I mean, I could, but... Because of like where they are, that's a good like spot. Because they're in a they're in a city right now, so it's a good spot to just throw like a side game in there, like have do a side quest or whatever. And yeah, that makes sense. That's fucking disturbing. 
That's really fucking disturbing. I had to see it, so I'm gonna make you guys see it too. What am I looking at? You'll see in a sec. Oh god. You know what's bad when John goes, that's fucking disturbing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, oh god. <laughs> okay, now you guys why? see it. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you? I'm not even gonna try to describe that. Why would you? Why would you do this? It's fucking disturbing, uh, though, right? I I, I don't want even to. Know. I want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> even Robin says fucking hell. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna try to describe what I just saw. Um, yeah. It was horrific, <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. Um, at the moment, I am currently trying to buy, the, like, 50 or 60 gallons of bleach. Um, <laughs> but it seems like now I'm on a watch list. So. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's... <laughs> that's beyond fucked up. <laughs> like, on the things... On the things that I would expect to roll up, like, in your online searches or whatever the fuck you do to find this kind of shit, never once did I ever think that I'd be like, I genuinely want to vomit after seeing something you sent. Right now, I genuinely want to vomit. <laughs> like, that's As bad. One guess where that popped up. No. My Facebook newsfeed. Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> yep. What the fuck is wrong with your friends? Uh, let's friends. Uh, nope, this, was, this is a group I'm in that's called... I wish I could go back ten seconds ago before I knew this existed. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> me fucking too. Oh my god. What the fuck? People are going to listen to this and wonder what the ever-living fuck we, I just sent. I hope it gets cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man. That's that's just fucking weird. You think, uh, you think Robin will figure it out before his reaction to it comes up in the podcast? Or when I go, that's fucking disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think he'll go, oh no. <laughs> and have like Vietnam style flashbacks. <laughs> His response of fucking hell. <laughs> I can almost hear it. <laughs> so um, back to D&D. <laughs> dude, I don't. That's a. <laughs> that's, this is going to be a recovery process for me. <laughs> I think I think it's time we uh, make that a monster and put stats to it. No, <laughs> oh absolutely not. I'm vetoing this decision. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna fucking come up in night terrors for me. Thanks, buddy. Do you think that would do like uh, necrotic damage or acid damage? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> probably are you just gonna, 
Are you psychic <laughs> damage for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I know my psyche is damaged. <laughs> oh, dear Jesus fucking Christ. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not going to thank you for that. All right. Well, that was a that was a good few minutes. <laughs> That's going to get cut from the recording. I think on that note, I think I'm going to head to bed. <laughs> All right. You have yourself a good night, and thank you again for stopping here for uh, spending some time with us and asking some questions and talking around. Yeah, of course. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good one, Heather. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> oh. So, uh, let's talk about more, more spoilery shit. Uh, we I know that we were told one thing, so we can't talk about one thing. Yeah. But uh, what did I want to talk about? Oh, this fucking dude that we're that we're up here with, or that was helping us out in the in the spine of the world. Uh, Long like, claw or whatever. Yeah, that dude. There's something off about that guy. Like. I get the feeling as a player, but Cax isn't perceptive enough in the way that like people interact to pick it up. But there's just something that doesn't seem right about that guy. Yeah, I kind of see that. Did you not get that vibe initially? I mean, a little bit. But I kinda also, was oh, go ahead. I kind of was also like thinking about it. It's like, I mean, this guy's lived in the spine of the world his entire life, so he's probably known like 30 people in his entire existence so he's probably just socially awkward as fuck yeah there's just something about him that that's a little off-putting uh but those fucking giant worms yo dude so so cax's idea was that he was going to because we were talking about it out loud, are they tracking us or are they tracking um, our motion, right? Yep. So Cax heard that and thought, if I can, if everyone stops and I run as hard on the ground as I can, maybe they'll think that we've moved. Yeah. And then I can, being small, duck around it. And then they just got fucking murked by two even bigger worms. And then we just dipped the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, we're leaving. Which... <laughs> Later on, squishy. <laughs> Matt was like, you guys talk amongst yourself what you want to do. None of us has said anything. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I definitely think we just fucking push. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. We're going like, to suck... If we're close, we just push. We're going to suffer a level of exhaustion, but whatever at this point. Yeah, aren't we close to a city, though? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We hang out there for a day or two. Yeah. Before pushing forward. I imagine, like, we're going to find what we're looking for pretty soon. Yeah, potentially. Or we're all just going to die. 
that's also uh, on the table. Absolutely. We're, we were doing a pretty good jo job stomping that dragon, though. Yeah, I I genuinely think that if he wouldn't have uh, stopped the fight, oh, we would have killed the dragon. Yeah. I have a feeling it didn't have much health left. Yeah, probably not. Was probably missing a good chunk of flesh and health. Which does beg the question, how fast do enemies heal in D&D? &D? True. Like, we know that over the course of a long rest, which in standard D&D &D is eight hours, yep. that a party can fully heal. So why wouldn't they be able to, too? Exactly. Which is going to be awesome, because we got to go back there. So one of the things that I've always wanted to do is in D&D, &D, there's a, um, a rule that you'd normally see in more extreme games uh, with, with players that have played for a long time and are looking for an extreme challenge, um, where short rests are eight hours and long rests are like a week or more. Yeah. So like you genuinely have to wait for wounds to close or burn spell slots in order to uh, get them to close faster, but now you have to wait a day to get your spell slots back. I want to play one of those games. I know that I won't last long, but I really want to play one of those games. Because that, to me, just seems like quite the challenge. Like, that just seems like an extreme challenge. Yeah, it really does. Because if... And especially if you're doing that, that also means you're you're going to be keeping track of like components, and, um, weight, and all that stuff too. Yeah, I know for uh, Cax at least, I've been keeping track of all of my arrows, um, and anything else in my inventory. But I don't have much for an inventory, um. And also, I don't carry a lot on me, but we also have a bag of holding. So even yeah. if we needed to carry a lot, we could, we just don't, yeah. <laughs> usually. Like, I think Matt was like, because I just randomly still pull stuff out of the bag of holding. He's like, I really need to know how much he got in there. And then he found out how much I had in there. And he's like, oh, that's not really that much. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, yeah, I pick up a lot of stuff, but it's never anything like big. Yeah. Like, I'll the take a scale off of this, or... Yeah. Yeah, the biggest thing I had was that, uh... Like, watermelon-sized... Thing off that ship. Yeah. And that was, like... He's like, yeah, that's gonna be pretty heavy. That's the biggest thing I had, and I sold it as soon as possible. I do like that Thrym doesn't know... How much the bag of holding can hold. Yeah, but, no like, idea. You've also never pushed it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think to Thrym, it's just a magical backpack. Where yeah, it's like, basically. So he just keeps it as light as he can anyway. Because he's like, yeah. it's just a fucking backpack that is a bottomless hole. And really to Thrym, I don't think that 100 pounds is really that different 
than 15 pounds. <laughs> no, not really. Thrim's decently strong. <laughs> like, he'd be able to tell you the difference, but I don't think he'd, like, feel the difference in carrying it for a long time. He'd be like, yeah, this is nothing. Yeah. We'll just keep pushing. Where what's funny is you got Eli, who's weak, really weak, but, like, he can carry, like, probably th twice as much as Strim could. Really? Yeah, because they have the, uh, certain, certain classes have it, where you can, like, carry twice as much as you normally would be able to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Loxodons have that. So, I don't know if you've ever seen this. But there is something that's floating around the internet about, like, how you could single-handedly, as a specific class, as a specific race, I think as a Goliath, uh, that you could pick up a wagon. Makes sense. As a DM, <laughs> would you ever allow your your players to do that? <sighs> Maybe. Like, it's like pick up and carry a wagon. We're talking like hundreds of pounds. And the DC would be ridiculously high. I don't know that I would ever do that. And it's technically the way that it's that it, it, it works, right? Technically rules is written. You could do it. I wouldn't ever allow it, though, personally, because I'm like, you're just that's just game breaking at that point. Like being able to carry 800 pounds, no problem, is just game breaking. Like there's it's true. I'm trying to let me look at something real quick. It's the same reason that I also don't give out ring of protection anymore. Um, I had one instance where the Ring of Protection landed on the Paladin with enchanted armor and a plus two shield. And so his AC was ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. No one gets Rings of Protection anymore. Yeah, I, I got that problem now. One of my... Uh... Ironically enough, it's a Goliath fighter. Her current AC is 23. They're level 5. Yeah. That's when you just hit him with a caster that knows heat metal. Yeah. Straight up. Like, sorry about your luck. That's actually already happened. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, I like, I was... We were playing... It was actually another one of the times I, like, made a party, like, actual players to go up against these guys so they had skills like spell slots and things like that and one of them was heat metal i asked the fighter was just doing an insane amount of damage to one of the other allies and i was like what type of armor do you wear it's like shade mail like okay cool, cool. <laughs> like make well, me a concept i have some news for you. <laughs> this is gonna hurt <laughs> and it lasted a whole of one round and then that caster got run over by a wagon. <laughs> Fun. Yep. The Fun. cleric. The cleric jumped in the 
the like the people's wagon and then just had to roll in and a handling check and they rolled well enough to control it. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to run that guy over. Like, yeah. All right. There's four horses on this wagon plus the wagon. So I'm going to do 2d4 for each horse and then one uh, 2d6 for the wagon. And yeah, just one shot him. <laughs> like, oh, knocked man, him unconscious. Being being trampled by four horses and then run over by a wagon sounds like a hell of a way to go. Shit, there's people in the last hundred years that have probably died that way. Yep. In America. Yep. Yeah, there's probably somebody that's died that way this year. I mean, yeah, we're late enough in the year that I'd buy it. <laughs> Someone's stupid enough. Either that or some Amish dude just tripped and fell. That's exactly what I was going to say. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, nah, John's got me. He'll say it. <laughs> it's like, I know he's already thinking about saying it. Yep. He'll say it. <laughs> I had to figure out what I want to do with this next level. Uh, My next level goes into Rogue. I think I'm probably going to go Barbarian again. Did we just level up? Yeah, at the end of the game. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I'm going... Your next level goes into Rogue, and then the following level also goes into Rogue if we get another level. Uh, it goes into Rogue. And then I... Uh, I don't know. After that, I'll be level 3 Rogue. Level 8 Fighter. Excuse me. Oh, you so you get, that out, a, you get to <laughs> pick a fighter. Oh, yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Is take three levels into barbarian so I can get a subclass in barbarian too. Yeah, uh, the the only reason I'm doing that is to grab a subclass in barbarian. Actually, no. So uh, my next three levels go into into rogue to get me that next uh, my next uh, ability score improvement. That way, I can pick up observant and my passive perception goes from 19 to 24 nice. nothing will ever get past cax again and if it does he's not going to be surprised by it yeah he's like well there's something out there that was faster than me <laughs> and then uh so yours would be one underneath eli's passive perception yeah at level 11 and it can it can go even higher if i raise my wisdom because Cax's wisdom is not that high. What one did I? I'm trying to remember what feat I took for Eli. Because I didn't take uh, Observant. Alert, maybe? Nope. Yeah, Cax's wisdom is a 13. His perception is a plus 9. This. I keep doing that when I can just go into the index. 79. I'm interested to know what you took. That's why I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. With oh. bated breath. Skill expert. Mm. So I yep. can... Uh, you increase... Yep. One, one ability score of your choice goes up by one. Mm -hmm. 
to a maximum of 20, you gain proficiency in one of the skills you choose. And then you choose one skill you're already proficient in and gain expertise. Yeah, so I have expertise in perception and sleight of hand. So my sleight of hand is 12. My base sleight of hand is plus 12. Or rather, my adjusted sleight of hand is plus 12. Yeah. Um, and then I have plus 9 in perception. So my wisdom's only a 13. So if my wisdom goes up to 14, my my passive perception goes up by 1. Um, yeah. But the only thing that I... So I could do... Uh, constitution up by one, take that to a plus two, and wisdom up by one, take that to a plus two, um, and that would gain or gain me one pa- or one in my passive. Yeah. Or I could go charisma and wisdom, and get my wisdom to or my charisma to a flat zero, uh, as opposed to a minus one, and then I'll have only positive or up and down rolls. Um, but I really fucking want that passive at 24 my initiative is already a plus nine so there is an argument to be putting or to be made to put my decks up to 20 uh true because then my initiative's plus 10 and if i go assassin then i just fucking one shot somebody yeah uh, right at the beginning of combat i take somebody out of the equation immediately which if thrim hooked me up with like two or maybe three charges of poison i could hit somebody with arrows of the forge plus poison plus nat or like instant crit and just wipe someone off the fucking field instantly but that would also require cax to be smart enough to ask thrim for poison because i know i can take these shot or i can get off a shot quickly thrim like i just need to i need to be able to kill somebody with it and then thrim would be like okay <laughs> but yeah, Cax doesn't basically. think that far ahead, and I don't think Thrym would think of it himself, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> uh, while Thrym's a, a, a good tactician, I think it's more of, let me analyze what's going on, and then deal with it accordingly. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not let me think about potential combat beforehand, strategize, and move in from there. It's like, oh, we've, we're in an opening right now. And there's people coming at us. Okay, to battle stations. I mean, there probably would be a chance at some point, like, if I knew we were going into, like, a really bad battle, I might just give everybody poison. Yeah, give us an edge. Yeah, but the problem with you guys is would be it would take an action for you guys to coat your weapons. Yeah. It stays on for a minute. But. Yeah, so if we knew we were going into combat, just coat your fucking weapon. Which, yep. for Cax, I guess it would be... Because one coating does one attack, right? Yep. But it coats your full weapon. So I wonder if, like, the argument could be made that one dose could cover two arrows. Maybe. Like, the argument could be made that a longsword coated in coated in in uh poison would arguably cover more arrows but i would only push it for two because i think that's a battle i could win <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> don't pick a battle with your DM. This is a good tip for anyone listening. Don't pick a battle with your DM that you don't stand a chance to win. Like, ask for what you think you can get and nothing more. <laughs> and if your DM is is nice to you, they might give you more. True. There you go. Life lessons with Zandy. I was looking at some of the uh, barbarian subclasses, mm -hmm. and there's a path of wild magic. There's a path of wild magic barbarian. Uh huh. Oh, fun. Which I mean, looking at it, it's not great. It's not bad. It's just not great. Dude, wild magic is always great. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's only, it's only a D8 for magical effects. Oh. Yeah. So there's only eight different things you can do. Well, I guess but... that makes sense, because then it, it would just take away from the, uh, the sorcerer. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of... It kind of makes sense for the way Thrym is anyway. Sure. Because, like, as it's been said throughout the campaign, he's so short because he has, like, that ability to do magic and things. This just makes it so, like, when he enters a rage, I roll on that table. So when I enter a rage, a random magical thing will happen. Can you fireball yourself? No. Damn it's, it. yeah. Uh, ones like, uh, the ground around you for 15 feet becomes difficult terrain. Well, it's fine um, for Kax. He doesn't really want to be within 15 feet of Thrym <laughs> during combat. <laughs> uh, one is... Uh, uh, people have to make a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant damage and be blinded until the start of your next turn. And until your rage end, you can use this effect on, your, uh, on each of your turns as a bonus action. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, one gives me a plus one to AC. And... As anybody within 10 fate of me would also get a plus one to AC. So that would be interesting for Key. Uh, one, whenever I get hit with an attack, uh, they take 1d6 force damage. They do? Yeah, whenever... Yeah, like a magic... Magic lashes out, and they take a d6 force damage as retrib retribution for hitting me. Dude, imagine, like, a commoner, right? <laughs> like, a, a commoner squares off with you. You get pissed off at them. They hit you, and then they just drop dead. Because <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> We're like, don't, don't get pissed off at that guy. He'll kill you without even touching you. Yeah. One of them would be basically completely useless because it just does what, basically what thunder does when it's uh, thunder's lightning is activated. What's that? Uh, it uh, changes a uh, it. Um... The damage type changes to force, and it gains the light and throne properties for 20 feet and then 60 feet. Mm. 
And if the weapon leaves my, leaves my hand, it ma magically returns to my hand at the end of my turn. So, yeah. But I mean, whatever. Thunder's lightning seems like busted as fuck to me. <laughs> like, the fact that... Like, I know the way that bound weapons are supposed to to, or returning <laughs> weapons are supposed to be, but, like, it's... They... Mo or used to, or they're not, excuse me, they're intended to like leave your hand being thrown and then come back at the end of your turn, like you just said. Whereas, like, Thunder's Lightning, or when Thunder does it naturally, like yeah. it just returns to your hand after being thrown, period, allowing yep. you to throw it four fucking times in one turn. Yeah. And I'm like, with no penalty to damage. Nope. And I'm like, that's... That's fucking bonkers. Like, that's a lot of fucking damage. Yeah. They just get and, pumped out. And it's an extra D4 for, like, every time you hit of lightning damage. Yeah, that's why you can out-damage the fuck out of me. But I hit way more consistently. So I take that. I take that L with the knowledge that, you know what, I... With a plus 11 to hit, plus if someone's close enough to hit someone, like w when you or Key are yeah. on top of somebody, I get advantage. Yeah. And I also have champion fighter, so yep. I have 18 crits. Yeah, I'll take the L. <laughs> I'll take yeah. the L on damage potential for crit potential every day of the week. And you got... Well, I'm only a... I'm only uh, one behind you to hit, because I'm plus 10 to hit. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> then I'm just taking an L. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when you think about it, Thrym does not miss very often. No. Like fuck, I I'm, just, I'm just taking an L as a fighter, then. <laughs> I have to roll really low for Thrym to miss. Yeah, I think what also fucks me is the concentration. So, like... uh. With with Whisper's newest ability, uh, the ability to stay invisible even after taking a shot, uh, if I succeed my concentration check, yeah, and no, then if that, I fail that's it, dope. yeah, if I fail it, then I have the option just to not attack. Um, the fact that it's concentration really fucks me because my constitution is not great. I keep forgetting it's, it's a DC fifteen. Ooh, yeah. So I've I've definitely gotten fucked a couple times with that, and we saw that in one of the recent episodes, yep. um, where like I couldn't attack, and when I could attack, the the magic was up, or the the magic statue was up, and I was like, "Fuck me!" Wait. So you're a plus one to con, right? Um, correct. And your concentration. Concentration saving throws are constitution, right? Correct. So you should be a plus six. Plus five. Plus five? Yeah, because we just hit. Oh, right, right. I was thinking, uh, Eli, even still, though, like, you have a 50% chance of making it. Yeah, it's a 50-50 shot, but again, I was rolling well, that's like shit. not horrible. Yeah. And it's, it, is, it is a straight up and down roll, but, like... I don't want an up and down roll when it's 
when it's like that. You know, you you want something that's surefire. But you don't always get that. That's yeah. okay. I'm not I'm not too horribly upset about it. Like no. at all. I I still love what Whisper does and I think that if I was to min-max it correctly, like if I was to go in and go like, okay, this is what I need to do, rework this, move everything around how I need to, I'm one fucking mad... Like, if if I got a Cloak of Invisibility, game over, right? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You're not going to stop Cax anymore. If I got a little bit better in concentration, unstoppable. Like... You should have asked. You should have asked Matt if there was one of those in that room. <laughs> you never know. He might have given it to you. I don't think so. I doubt it. But yeah, I could have asked him, but I was. It, I already was like, I'm just gonna take some winter clothes. <laughs> Is Cax cold blooded? Mm, I hope not. <laughs> Dude, one uh, of these wild magic surgeries is fucking super. Like, I, I hope I roll that one consistently. You can teleport up to 30 feet in an unoccupied space you can see. Until your rage end, you can use this effect on each of your turns as a bonus action. Jesus Christ. Teleporting giant, anybody? Yeah, but like... Why? <laughs> why, though? I mean, I know the answer... The response to that is, but why not? Yeah. And I think the why not is because that's terrifying. Yeah. That's just awesome. It's terrifying to your allies, too. Like, Thrym suddenly appearing somewhere else would scare the shit out of Cax. <laughs> like, 100% of the time. I wouldn't be surprised by it, but it still scared the shit out of me. I'd yeah. be like, yep, we can do that now. <laughs> Another one is uh, this little... It says it's a pixie, but it also says your choice, so i probably flavor it as something else, like maybe a little ma magical thunder will show up. And it's basically a 1d6 grenade that blows up. <laughs> uh, I'd make it a flashbang. Yeah, that would Ties be in with the lightning. And the thunder. And I could do that on each of my turns as a bonus action. Dude, just barbarians get so much use out of their bonus actions. <laughs> uh, anything you could ever do, or ever wish to do even, with a barbarian, you can do it as a bonus action. Holy fuck. There's another thing I get with this thing. At level oh, three, Jesus. as an action, you can open up your awareness to presence of concentrated magic. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet that isn't behind total cover. And when you sense a spell, you know what school of magic it belongs to. That's literally only going to help. Uh... Actually, no, I guess it would help key to... So it would, it would help all of you guys if you guys know no, enough about magic. Like, we can't find this orb. Let's see if it's within 60 feet of me. 
but it can't be within total cover. Right. So if it's in a chest or something, yeah, I'd be fucked. Yeah. You know, just I... orbs casually hanging out in the open. <laughs> On a nice stone pedestal yeah. with a sign that says, this is the orb. And you know who'd grab it willingly? Cax. Yeah. <laughs> he did just take the cube, so it makes sense. Hey. He took the cube because... it was cool and clicky. Well, that's why he played with it. But... He took the cube because it was shiny. That's fair. Like, 100% of the reason that he took the cube was because it was shiny. He continued to play with it because it was clicky. Well, now you have a, a fake version of it. I do. It doesn't click quite the same, but... Sorry. No, nah, it's okay. I don't, Apparently... I don't know how you would have gotten stone to click the same way that metal right. does. But apparently Matt said it has some light magical essence coming off of it, which I don't understand, but... I don't either. What'd you I'm do like, to my fucking cube? Right? I carved this thing out of rock. Like, I don't... <laughs> Must have been a really nice rock. <laughs> that reminds me, I gotta send you a meme. But I'll send it... To you. Uh, it's on the same topic as really, of really nice rocks. There hasn't, but for a while, like anything, like nice stonework or anything, he would just like study it. <laughs> Dude, I so uh, in my in the last uh, campaign that I DM'd, I had a buddy of mine who I've known for a really long time. I I forced him to play a uh, cleric, and he agreed only if he could play a dwarven cleric of the forge. Okay. And I didn't see a problem with it until there became a problem with it. And the problem is that clerics of the forge can be extremely fucking powerful. Yeah. But the trade-off, once I realized the shitstorm that I had agreed to, was that he had to talk with a dwarven accent. And had to remain as in-character as possible during the sessions, which just made it fun for me. <laughs> but any time that he would talk, he did his best attempt at, like, the stereotypical dwarven accent. And <laughs> they'd go to, like, the shop or something, or they'd go, like, to a blacksmith, and he would study intently, like, the works of the blacksmith. And I would, I, I realized that I, like, did it to myself in the sense that he was always asking questions about the metals, always asking questions about like the materials used and anything else and how they looked. And if he thought he could do better. And so the phrase of that campaign was now this, this is true craftsmanship. Like throughout the entire fucking campaign, <laughs> He would just sit there and nitpick every fucking blacksmith they went to. And, like, was just giving them so much shit. Except for the ones that realized that he was, like, good at what he did. 
everyone was upcharging the fuck out of the party <laughs> because this asshole dwarf walked up and just started like critiquing like the blacksmith's work. <laughs> but it was so good. Like he ended up um, towards the end of it, he ended up. Uh, I, th if I remember correctly, one of the players' brothers. Uh, ended up like hopping on a boat and coming into Waterdeep, um, because his like the the guy he was an apprentice under as a like an understudy for a blacksmith uh, had passed away, and so the guy was like, "Hey, one of my like friends out here is like a blacksmith. Like maybe you can come learn from him and study study under him." And so the two of them planned on opening up a blacksmith shop uh, <laughs> after the campaign. And that's that's basically the dwarves happy ever after is that he trained a human boy in how to make true dwarven grade like weaponry. All while praising Moradin. And like converting this human boy to the dwarven gods. <laughs> It was it was a good time. It was a really fucking good time. <laughs> well, what's what's funny is the reason I like stopped basically studying every cool thing that was stone was one night I was watching Shrek, and you know that scene where Donkey's like, "That's a nice boulder." Yep. I was like, "That's kind of what Thrym's been doing this entire time." Should probably cut that out. <laughs> I like that boulder. It's a nice boulder. <laughs> I should tone that back a bit. You spat on a statue. Oh yeah. Well, that that needed to be spat on. That thing was horrible. <laughs> every time I went past it, I spat on it. That was one of my favorite things listening to. <laughs> when I was catching up on the podcast uh, to join. <laughs> so how pissed off you were at the bad-looking statue. <laughs> was, I was like, was... man, he fucking hates that statue. <laughs> it was an insult to his eyes. Uh, he even bitched about it to <laughs> the Archmage until <laughs> made him change it. <laughs> Nix and Thrym had pull with the Archmage before before they were even, like, the ones saving the town from an attack that never came. It's true. I do love the fact that <laughs> purely because one shapeshifter uh, attacked Cax on, uh, I guess on that little, like, island with the school... That we forced the entire, that the entire town got reworked on how their writs worked and their passing yep. to the school. We put the entire thing on, the entire place on lockdown. Like, yeah, because one shapeshifter got through, whole towns on alert. We're we're preparing for Lolf's army. We have to go to go back to fucking Neverwinter to go hire mercenaries. <laughs> and it's you, like oh this was never part of their plan did you imagine how pissed off like the students at that school would be 
Oh, dude, livid. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, that just these four dudes show up, and then what <laughs> if all of a sudden the school's... You wake up one morning, and the school's just on lockdown. Like... Uh... Like, yeah, you can't go anywhere because we think that Loth's army's invading based on one dude who hasn't been in Loth's army for fucking ever said, yeah, there's a chance. And the Archmage went, well, we're not taking it. <laughs> and you, you imagine waking up to go to class, you get stopped and like, we need you to cut your finger open. <laughs> Wait, that like, wasn't your normal high school experience? Like, you just get stopped at the door by the by the school security office. Is like, yep, let's see it. Cut it open. <laughs> uh. Most of them are wizards, so they have like no hit points anyway. <laughs> They'd be like level one wizards, so they'd have like six. So they're taking half their lives to get into school. Oh my god, that's good shit. Good, good shit. Uh, I've had a lot of fucking fun in this campaign. Yeah, it's like, been a blast. Like, it's been probably, the, not gonna lie, the longest ongoing thing uh, that I've had uh, that's been this much fun. Like... I have a lot of fun DMing, I should say, but, like, there's, I don't want to say little, but the amount of preparation that you have to have to DM compared to play is, it's not even comparable. No, it's not. Like, as a player, you do have to prepare to some extent. Like, you have to be ready for role play. You have to be in a mindset to role play, engage, and think about things. You can't just fly by the seat of your pants always. Yeah. Like, for me, it's... I sit here at my computer and I go over, like, Cax's journal and I try to think like Cax and I try to, like, get myself in that mindset in order to role play a little bit better. Um... I do know some people that I've played D&D with, and there's nothing wrong with it, that can just do it without any preparation uh, at all. And, like, more power to you if you can. I personally can't do it that well. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have to sit here and I prep and I, you know, mentally prepare myself to be in Cax's shoes for two hours of showtime, three hours of showtime. Turns <laughs> it jesus christ robin you got your work cut out for you cutting out my yawns um <laughs> i wish you the best of luck sir um but like what turns out to be like four and a half hours of recording time usually just to sit there and think and act and interact as a different character uh it, it can be difficult but the hours of preparation that I used to put into uh, DMing is just insane. Oh, yeah. And, like, so much props to Matt for coming up with a story that's this engaging for so long. Um, like, I think he does a fucking great job as our oh, DM. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. I think whoever's DMing, like, 
a follow-up to this has their work cut out for them. Yeah. So, uh, sucks to be you, man, if you're DMing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we I all know. know you've got a lot on your plate, so why not a little more? We, we'll we, all, know it's, we all know it's not going to be the complete computer illiterate person. Well, yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> unless, unless all of a sudden we're deciding that we're doing all these games live now. So everybody has to drive <laughs> drive to somebody's house and be there by 10.30 at night. Oh, God, dude. Fuck, we need a place to stay the night. I'm not fucking driving my car at 2 in the morning across the fucking state. You kidding me? You're going to find me in a fucking ditch have to replace me. Which, I, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing for you guys to get someone better in. <laughs> but, like... True. <laughs> but, like... Uh, <laughs> God damn, man. We, like... We record so late sometimes. Oh, yeah. That I'm surprised that I'm still awake half the time. But, like... Holy shit. Dude, I, I'm pretty sure at one point before we were recording, one of our games lasted like six or seven hours. Yeah, I couldn't do that. There's no fucking way. Like, it was it was pretty... It was nuts. Yeah, there's no fucking way I could do that. I mean, I think the longest game of D&D I've ever played was like five hours. And even then, I was like, I, I need to get up and do something else anything else like i'll go run a fucking marathon <laughs> and the only thing i run is my fucking mouth so i'm just glad you started showing up uh at main cross when you did when i was bringing in all my D, D books and you'd like come over and talk to me randomly about it oh to uh <laughs> station you mean no because at the state, when I was going to the station, we I hadn't actually started playing yet. I was like talking to Tyler and whatnot, but it was like when you things the station like shut down and you would randomly show up to Maincrust because like Edna worked there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I had some of my D and D books, and we had a couple conversations there. Um, we were looking for you know new people. I was like, huh, <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if Xander would want to play, dude. So. Uh, I don't think you used to go to, or you were going to station uh, on Sundays uh, at the times that I was rolling in on Sunday. So, like, I we actually had a and d campaign at station. Ah. Yeah. So, like, there was a guy that I met at station, just happened to meet him one day uh, because they were having a, a session. And I, like, walked over and I was talking to him about it for a minute. And then when they packed up to leave, I was like, hey, like, I used to play D&D &D a lot before I moved out here this last year, or these last, like, a year and a half ago. Like, if you guys have room for one more, or if you guys are looking at starting a new campaign soon, like, I would be super interested in joining if you would have me. And he was like, yeah, absolutely, you know. And that's what got me back into D&D, &D, um, because... I don't fucking know anybody out here when I yeah, moved right. out here. So, like, 
it was just happenstance that the place that I was already going happened to have a fucking D&D group that would meet there on Sundays, which were my, like, basically my half days at my old job. So I was like, fuck yeah, this lined up perfectly. And then that fell fell through. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> like, we, we played maybe a dozen times. And then it kind of fell apart. Um, but it was a ton of fun getting back into it. And then, yeah, I saw you with books and I was like, I'm gonna go talk to him about it. <laughs> I, I know him well enough. <laughs> like, let's have a conversation or two. <laughs> and, and look sure what shit, happened. You hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> now you're hanging out with Robin, getting to meet his kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to sound sound so negative, Robin. I apologize. Please don't please don't kill me. <laughs> that was not a, like a like an ugh disgusted sound. It was more of a yeah, that's the situation. Yeah, one <laughs> one game I want to play in it. I don't want to run it. And mm -hmm. I haven't, I like started reading the book and then I realized like if I read this, I'm not going to be able to play. I got through like the first like paragraph and I'm like, okay, this is the DM. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> What's that? I have the Rick and Morty one shot. No, Jesus Christ. But I mean, I want you to think about this. There is literally a rogue that is Morty. We already have a, a barbarian that's Morty. I know. But I'm saying, like, Matt could actually play Morty. He could. And I think that would be beautiful. <laughs> Dumpies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because, <laughs> like, they have, I think it's five players' sheets that are already made out. Nice. I just Looks smashed like... my elbow into my microphone. Oof. Yeah, that didn't feel good. That kind of hurt a lot. <laughs> like, I don't... I'd imagine because it's a pre-written module for Dungeons & Dragons, like... That... Like, we would be able to do it on the podcast, wouldn't we? I don't see why you couldn't. Just need someone to run it. Yeah. And it doesn't come with maps or anything either, so. Those would have to be made and all that stuff. But. Um, I would be willing to bet that I could find pre-made maps on Roll20. Oh, probably. Let's look into it. Rick and... Morty... D&D, &D. roll 20. Is it called the Lost Dungeons of Rickedness? Big Rick Energy? I believe so, yes. I think so, because it's the only one I can find. It doesn't say the name on it. It just says Dungeons and Dragons versus Rick and Morty. But it's the only, like, D&D &D game I can find, so. Yeah. You can buy it on Roll20 for 15 bucks, Full module. 
like that. Includes character art, too. Nice. Which, of course, you need. But yeah, that that's something we could... Uh, that would be feasible. We just need someone to run it. Yeah. And whoever runs it, because the dungeon is technically... The dungeon master is Rick, so... <laughs> Think you could do a Rick impression? <laughs> I've never even seen the show. Really? Really. I think you'd like it. That's what everybody tells me. <laughs> everybody, when I tell them, like, yeah, I've never seen this show, they're like, you should watch it. And I'm like, yeah, you're one of one of the several people that have told me that. I just, like, I don't know, man. It, it seems like, it. I agree, from what I've seen of it, it seems like it would be something up my alley. Um, I just don't have the fucking time like to it, the for, I've seen a couple episodes of it right yeah not gonna lie everyone fucking has but I haven't seen enough of it to like even fucking know what the hell's going on 98% of the time uh, yeah even in the one episode I watched I was like I don't know what the fuck is happening um which I don't know if that's a recurring theme or not because I've seen part of one episode um but the part of one episode that i watched i was like i feel like i have to be watching this actively to follow what's happening in the story of this episode and like nothing i do that has like media behind it like tv shows or movies or anything like that youtube videos even i don't watch actively like i will if i'm at home i'll be playing a game or I'll be doing something and I'll have it up on a monitor and I'll be listening to it and every once in a while I'll look over and watch. Um, if I'm at work, I've got it going on my phone in front of me underneath my main monitor yeah. and I'll be listening to it in an AirPod and then I'll look down every once in a while and catch something and then I'll go right back to work. But I don't actively watch things anymore just because I, I can't sit myself down and be like I'm gonna watch this show or I'm gonna watch this movie I just I just can't do it that's fair <laughs> I, my brain is so occupied with so many other things the only time that I ever like sit down and watch something is when I'm like falling asleep I'll put on a YouTube video on my phone and I'll start watching it and then I'll fall asleep and then like two minutes later I'll be like I need to turn this off because I'm I'm asleep now <laughs> yeah so I'll just turn it off and then the next day I'm like I don't know what happened so I'll just restart the YouTube video when I'm at work and I'll <laughs> listen to it instead of watching it again <laughs> like <laughs> no that's fair did you ever watch the boondocks back in the day i remember the boondocks being really good um i i've seen a handful of episodes but i it, it's one of the things that i want to go back and watch yeah i'm currently like re-watching it for the god knows how many times because <laughs> i love that show yeah it's a good show but uh, so 
I was watching it while I was writing one of my games. And like, I'm sitting here and like, like, all right, so they need to do this, but they're going to need some help from people in the town. Who can I? And then like something happened on the screen and I started thinking about it. I was like, because what they were doing at the time was they were uh, trying to steal a bomb so they could figure out how it was being made. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Huey and Riley would be perfect for that. <laughs> so I made two black halflings. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's Name's... actually fucking hilarious. And they're named Huey and Riley. <laughs> and of I course, with my family game, things like that, they don't have any idea. I'm like, wasted on you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I can see how you'd be like, come on, get the reference? Damn it. This same group. So I made I made a tavern called Shady's Rest. Mm -hmm. And the owner of the uh, tavern's name was Shady. And when Shady wasn't at the bar when they got there, and so they were looking for him because they were supposed to talk to him. And they're going around asking people in the town about Shady. And I'm answering, like, I had these answers because i figured they were going to do this i had these answers written out and they were all eminem lyrics and nobody got it that's actually fucking amazing <laughs> i was like this sucks I, I spent like a good two hours like going through songs and being like all right this is gonna work and this is gonna work and this is gonna work and they finally got it because he's uh his class is a ranger Mm -hmm. a Beastmaster Ranger, and he has a lion that goes around with him. And they finally got it and put two and two together because someone asked what the name of the lion was, and the lion's name is Slim. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's like, so good. Oh! That's so amazing. Why a lion, though? What am I missing from that? Uh, it was... Something. Nope. That was just a random animal I picked. Oh. I, I wanted like... something like... Because it had to be within a, like a certain CR for the mm -hmm. Beastmaster. So I was like, yeah. all right, what's a badass animal in here that's pretty cool looking? And like, you're going to... It's like, all right, yeah, a lion will work. See, I was hoping that there was something I was missing there. Because everything else seemed so methodical and planned out. I was like, there's got to be a purpose to the lion. And you're like, no, it's just a lion. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> but and then later in the later in the game, they end up he shows back up again and they end up meeting his finding out like meeting his two brothers. And the two brothers names were because uh, he's a drow, mm -hmm. oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. But his two brothers names were Obi and Kaniva. Jesus Christ. They didn't get okay. that either. Detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they no, nothing right over their heads. I, I even like write at like I said their names now, like writing them down. Like they're writing these names down. And like, granted, I know my, my one of my sisters doesn't listen to Eminem or anything like that. But one of my other sisters is a really big fan. And I'm like, how do you. 
how do you not get this? You're writing the names down. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I literally was like, God, I, like in game, it was a DM, we were writing it down, and I like looked up waiting for it. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Will you catch one of these? Yeah, seriously, especially if like you're a fan of Eminem, like that's. I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of Eminem, but I know his work well enough that... Exactly. Like, I like... got that. <laughs> I think besides the fact that we've talked about this before, most people wouldn't even guess that I'm an Eminem fan or that I know Eminem well, like his works well. I mean, <laughs> maybe. I, I kind of feel like... A good ninety percent of our like our age group, especially like the males, are kind of like kind. Maybe not love Eminem, but like are decent fans. Because like he was everywhere. I think you're vastly overestimating my age. <laughs> not gonna lie. Twenty four. Holy shit! Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I was I was I dead on or close? Dead on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like uh Yeah, like he wasn't everywhere when I was growing up and like getting into music. That being that's said, fair. like m like so I have an older brother that's uh my old or my eldest brother is Fuck, how old is he? Uh turns 30 this year. Oh, so he's gonna yeah, be my he age. He turns thirty this year, um, but like he used to listen to Iron Maiden <laughs> when when he was getting into music, and like so as like you get your influence on music from people around you. Uh, siblings make a huge impact on that too. So like. I kind of started getting into metal and then I transit or transitioned into pop or uh, punk and um, punk metal, punk rock. Uh, and now I like rise against is like the band that I like the most, um, which is very different than Iron Maiden, but also very different than Eminem. But I still know a lot of Eminem's work because I know music. <laughs> like, I just know music. Yeah, like, even, like, growing up, the most, like, interaction for a, a long time I got with other humans was church. Oh, that's actually really surprising to me. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we were uh, very, raised very strict Baptist. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact. Ima imagine how well I fit into a church. Extremely? Yeah. Imagine how many churches our family got kicked out of. <laughs> like, uh, so uh, your son just dropped the F-bomb in Sunday school class? <laughs> but, uh, like, Jesus. even though people, like, even the kids, like, hated me for the most part. Like, even the ones that would hate me would, like, walk up and be like, you burned me an Eminem CD. Yeah, that's that's 
Because that, like, he was around and everybody knew who he was and shit, but, like, nobody, like, they, he was the devil. Like, I, I want to say I was, like, 9 or 10 when 8 Mile came out, something like that. Yeah. And I snuck out of my house and walked through the woods near my house to get to a certain point. So my buddy, uh, one of the only friends I had that, like, wasn't from church we just knew each other from like we i ride my bike around the town and he was one of the people i knew well his older brother was 19. ah so he got you an album oh well he would buy it yeah he'd buy us all the albums but when eight mile came out and it was in theaters i snuck out of the house and managed to not get caught so i don't know how that happened <laughs> And I went to see Eight Mile in theaters because his brother got us in. God. But I so I worked at a movie theater at one point. Like, we didn't give two shits about like where you went, really. Oh yeah. Except for when people started caring. Like, as soon as other people were taking notice, is when we gave two shits because we're like, okay, now we got to go do our jobs. <laughs> but like otherwise kids thought they were super fucking sneaky going in and buying some PG-13 movie and then sneaking into the R-rated ones we're like yeah we know we just don't care <laughs> at all <laughs> and that was one of the things like I started working there like as a 16 year old I think at the movie theater and like 16 or 17 and one of the first fucking things that my manager told me was don't bother unless the like the customers bother, in which case that's when we care. And I was yep. like, got it. Can I go see R rated movies? And he's like, you work here. We let you in for free. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and so like we'd go in and we'd go watch R-rated movies at like 16 but who cares because you're 16 anyway and you're going to hear and see worse shit in your fucking public school than you are uh, like in a movie <laughs> and we actually had uh, I was in with my friends and we were watching I can't remember what fucking movie we were watching but we were watching something and it was rated R and uh, <laughs> we had somebody come in like some good samaritan or whatever decided that they were going to be like should you be here and i was like i work here and the manager came in and was like yeah he works here so he can be in here it's like thank you <laughs> fucking like told this lady off because there's like four kids that are 15 and 16 watching this r-rated movie <laughs> It's like, what the, f who the fuck are you, lady? Get out of here. Uh, so much fun. I, I miss high school sometimes, and then I say that, and I remember what high school was, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. Dude, uh, I was the most popular kid in my class in high school. Weren't you homeschooled? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Captain of the swim team, could barely swim. Captain of the football team. Prom king, prom queen, most likely <laughs> to succeed, most likely to fail. Dude, you took home all the blue ribbons. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh, good times. Good times. Well, uh, maybe we should talk a little more about D&D before we Probably. end. And then uh, call it a call it a session, I guess. Uh, so there's a book coming out, isn't there? Another one's dropping soon. What's, um, what book is dropping soon? It's like their see. last major expansion from what I heard. Space One doesn't come out till August. That's going to be a pack, and I'm going to buy it, and I'm probably going to be super disappointed, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Um, That's not what I wanted. Ah, here we go. Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel? Yep. That one's coming out. See what it is. Uh, it looks like June 21st. Read about this real quick. Um, the next anthology of adventures. Oh, so this is an advent. Is this an like an adventure module? Oh, okay. Kind of seems like a giant like book of one shots. Huh. Yeah, that's what a lot of these uh, adventure mo- or adventure books are. Is uh. That's what Tomb of Horrors is, too, is it's kind of a book of one-shots that you can run through, or it's it's Tales from the Yawning Portal, is what it is, um, and it's not necessarily a book of one-shots so much as you, like, build a party for, for the first one, yeah, and then you uh, progression level them through the... Or, through the adventure, oh, excuse me. Through the adventure, uh, to get them leveled up for uh, the Tomb of Horrors at the end. But you can run any one of them standalone. So I'm interested to see how this book might play out. Mm. Um, it might be one that I pick up. Yeah, and, I'm probably uh, gonna pick it up. And I might see about running it in an off week or something. Yeah. Or a one shot or for a continuation like a like a like a mini series. Like that's something that I really want to do is I kind of want to run uh, a mini series. Like in the midst of our campaign if we want to take like weeks off, we do mini series films. So like we basically pick up an adventure book and depending on everyone's comfort level, there's one that I really 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 want to fucking do. Um it's uh what is it into the abyss or out of the abyss um yeah i've seen that one but it's so so everything i've read about it right is that it's a fantastic book however it is not at all newbie friendly like there are some extremely difficult encounters there are some like even if you're properly leveled and prepared there are very lethal encounters in, in in that book, and I really want to run it uh, as a player or as a DM even. Um, but you've got to have a group that is not uh, newbies, and if you do, then they have to be okay with with writing up a new character. 
Yeah, I was gonna say for the most part. I'd say the only person that really would be brand new is Heather. Yeah. I mean, she's been picking up D&D pretty quick with all the one shots. Yeah, she has. She has done really well. So I think. I think that uh, it's definitely a possibility. We'll have to talk to Robin about it um, potentially. One, but... I, I don't want to run it. I want to play in it is a, the Curse of Strahd. You want to play Curse of Strahd? Yeah, I, I want to be a player in that game. Hmm. Yeah, I I remember I was when I was uh, trying to get some of my buddies that wanted to uh, try D anD D. I was trying to look for a module to run because I just didn't have the time uh, to write out a full campaign. Yep. Uh, I picked up uh, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist purely because after all the research I found. Um, Water Deep Dragon Heist was the most beginner friendly out and of it, out of the adventure books. I have and flipped through that one. It does look mad fun. It is, um, and it's it's newbie friendly and it's also engaging enough for experienced players to enjoy it as well. I think it's a really well written book, which surprise no surprise there. I mean. Wizards of the Coast does a really fucking good job with what yeah. they do, so that's kind of why they've been around for goddamn ever. Yeah, with one of one of the, if not the oldest, uh, what is it? TTRPG tabletop yeah. role playing game. Yep. Like OG fucking tabletop role playing game right here. Also, creators of Magic the Gathering. If you enjoy uh, D&D, you will also enjoy other things that will retain your virginity, such as Magic the Gathering. I've seen that played. That is one game I really do not think I would enjoy. Magic? Yeah. Magic definitely, like, once you get the hang of it, You'll never catch up because, like, I, so I picked up Magic in high school, and, of course, we're getting off topic again. <laughs> um, I picked up Magic in high school and fell off playing with it until, fuck, 2017? Picked it back up again. Dropped it again, and then picked it back up another time, and uh, I'm still like recently, and I'm still like behind the eight ball when it comes to that shit. Like I can't keep up with all the new additions. I can't keep up with the new metas. There's just so much to keep up with that I just can't. I you have, have to, you have to just like constantly be looking at things and thinking of new combos and thinking of different ways to play cards that you already have with new cards that just came out in order to make powerful decks. And I just, I just leave that yeah. up to the people that know how to do that. And then I yeah. look at it online and I go, ah, that seems like fun. I do have a couple of the, uh, D and D slash like magic, the gathering books. Yeah. They, uh, they did a crossover of 
mag or of a D and D into magic, and <laughs> most of those cards are kind of shit. There's a couple that are good, but most of them are pretty much shit. They're just gimmicky. Makes sense for for the crossover. But about the uh, what's it called? The Strickhaven. Uh, the Strickhaven a curriculum of foes. Mm-hmm. And I basically bought it because they said there were some like cool spells in it. And I mean, there are, but kind of wish I didn't buy it. Because <laughs> unless unless you really just want to play a bard, it's gonna be useless for you. Yeah. I uh. I need to pick up a new spell deck, um, for all my spell cards. Mm-hmm. because with the new expansions that have come out for 5e i know that there's been some other spells that are added oh god yeah that i just don't have spell cards for yeah you can buy uh i know you can buy tasha's and the other one xanathar's mm-hmm. uh you can buy those spell card packs yeah i, I just want to buy a complete one about the rest of them but what I, and the thing works great, it updates and everything. There's an app on your phone mm-hmm. called D&D Spell 5e. It's got mm-hmm. all of them. You can just type in the, like the beginning of the name and it'll just get you right to it. Well, I will have to use that. Cause that because that yeah, works mint. Yeah, fuck, fuck spending money. Except for like a couple bucks, maybe. Even, like, I have no problem spending a couple dollars on an app if it works well. I have um, zero problem doing that. I even know. if even if it's one of those things where it's like, hey, for three dollars we'll remove the ads. I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, there, <laughs> it's it's free. There are no ads on it. Uh you can get a better version of it for paying, but it's more like Um I haven't dug too much into what the extra stuff does because I haven't needed it. But I think it's more like character wise but like mm-hmm. you can l- literally they're like you just even there's like the option page up front and you can pick class subclass level component school and somehow there's also a way that somebody else found one of my players found where you can like basically make a spell page mm-hmm. so you can put all the spells you have on one page right on that sounds exactly like what I want. And I don't think any of them are paying for it, so. Oh, damn. You can do all that for free? Yep. Well, I'm going to have to figure out what the pro version does then. Because <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy it and test it. I'll figure it out. Oh, and apparently there's also a way to add custom spells into it. Well, I'm adding that uh, that cold and fire spell to it. There's no fucking way I'm not. Yep, you can just yep create your own spell, and you can write name, book, level, <laughs> casting time, range, components, duration, choose classes, description. Jesus, this thing's kind of cool. When are you gonna start getting into writing spells? I'm not sure. I'm having too much fun making randomly cursed what cursed magic items. 
<laughs> Why am I not surprised by that fact? I can't wait. And I don't think, he, you know, he doesn't listen to this. One of my rogues bought a ring of invisibility from a second-hand store. Uh. <laughs> oh, guess, guess who ran the second-hand store? X? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! But, uh, as far as he knew, it was a ring of invisibility. What it actually does, because he puts it on, he hasn't tried to use it yet. Once he tries to use it, it's going to cast Fairy Fire. Oh, the opposite of invisibility. <laughs> yep. So him and anybody around him are going to get hit with Fairy Fire. And then once it's activated, he can't get it off. He, he hasn't tried to get it off, but he already can't get it off. But once you use it and activate it, it randomly casts Fairy Fire once a day. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> that, you should it. have it toggle in his sleep at one point. <clears throat> like, there's no enemy, no threat. But yep. just fucking lit up in his sleep. She turns into the tavern's nightlight. Like, I can't wait for him to find that one out. He's going to be super excited. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that's going to do it for tonight's session. There's a a nice three hour long recording for you yeah. there, Robin. Uh, cut out probably a good forty minutes of it, but I'm sure he'll cut out a good two and a half hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you, John, for another wonderful matters at hand. Yeah, it was and fun. Of, and of course, we will be back next week with our regular. Oh my God, Zandy! <laughs> we will be back next week for our regularly scheduled programming of matters of the gods. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listen. Or not watching, but listening to another episodes of Matters at Hand, and we'll see you next week. Peace.